We just haven't done this in so long. Okay, Shane, we're live. All right, hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Breed, a podcast. You don't have to do that. <laughs> the band is back together, boys and girls. It's been a month or more of hiatus. It's way more than a month. As a group, Shane, we have know. a lot of pent up demand in our podcast market, we so we're ready to capitalize on that. So many emails and texts. So Where's many. the podcast? When is there going to be new episodes? <laughs> no, the last time the three of us recorded was the first week of Lent. Yeah. Was it really? Yes. Because wow. that's the last time. We're, we're easily a month past Easter now. Oh, easily. Yeah. It's not even Easter, not anymore. Easter anymore. It was Pentecost on Sunday. Yeah, we just passed that. So that's 50 days past. Today is yeah. June 1st. The last time we recorded was the last week of February, I yeah. think. Well, Catherine, you need to challenge me to get this out by... Oh, yeah. I double-dog dare you to get this out by Thursday. By Thursday. I can do that. Oh, totally possible. So, right now, Maddie and I are in Dublin. Shane's in Denver for... Uh Or the greater area. He says he's in Denver, but we have no way of verifying that. (laughs) That's very true. That's right. Yeah. You can't tag me. You're not like a CIA. <laughs> yeah, so. That could be a virtual background on Zoom. That's, oh, yeah. Let me change it real quick. <laughs> this is going to be such a good joke for our listeners, but I'm going to yeah. change it. Yeah, <laughs> super good joke. He's changing his virtual background from his <laughs> kitchen living room to to where? where Scooby Doo. Wow, it's Scooby I'm Shaggy. <laughs> so. Uh, I'll, I'll make it. Narnia or something. What's one go. exciting thing that happened this week to you, Shane? Great question, Catherine. Um, <laughs> we had a couple of things. It's been just kind of crazy here in the U.S. A lot of, you know, if, if, you, if you aren't, if this podcast comes out a couple of weeks late, just think it's about what's been to. happening for the past three months no, and think any of those. And they apply. But um, my dad had a poor, an unfortunate incident where he cycles and I used to go with him, but I'm recovering from surgery. So he was on his own this time, and he went to the uh, harbor store to pick up, like, just a small thing, and so he locked his bike out front, yeah. and he came back out, couldn't get his lock undone, no. so he calls us in, like, a, a bit of a frantic call, and it's like, I, I need, like, a hammer and a screwdriver, and I need it, like, like, right away, and so we were like, it's like, just don't, don't do anything drastic, like, maybe ask Home Depot if they can help, so my mom and I then spent the rest of the day, like, bringing him tools and trying to get this lock off. And he was afraid people were going to think he was trying to steal a bike because he looked yeah. really suspicious. Oh, yeah. um, but it turns out we just had to like jiggle it a little bit and then it came off. Stop. So. <laughs> Classic. Oh, our bike is so close. Felipe. Felipe is almost here. He's almost here. Who's now Felipe? me and Shane are going to sit in absolute silence. Look how it leaves. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk. <laughs> Yeah, so... Don't talk about me. Let's talk about Catherine. (laughs) Shane is staring at me in silence. Did you mute mute your microphone? Stop! I'm very excited to tell you about my... uh, Well, I I don't know. I have have a couple saints, but certainly one of them is quite interesting. Which one? I won't say yet. I'll wait till you're here. Well, but, but then again, what if we overlap? This could be bad. I know. Tell what me. What if we write the same article? Uh-oh, tell me. Okay, well, I have some choices between St. Giles. Okay. And St. Guinefort. Okay, I haven't chosen either of those. 
Oh, thank God. Okay. I always chose St. Giles, but I didn't read anything about him. I was just like, that's a cool name. Sure. And I know what Catherine's is, so... Mine is a saint that I've talked about, but I don't think I've told you her story. Huh. Yeah, I don't think so either, but she has talked about her. Okay. It's Mary, the mother of God. <laughs> Have I told you her story? <laughs> has Catherine told you Mary's story? Have yet? you heard of the Saint Mary sometimes saint she's Mary. referred to as? You're <laughs> pretending like you can't hear us? <laughs> so today I texted Maddie because she told me she was on her way home. And I told her to, like, yell up to the living room because I didn't want to let her in. So I told her, like, yell up to the living room because I had the window open. Also, are you drinking water from a Ziploc? I'm telling you what this is. Oh, okay. (laughs) In my hand, I have a a bag of water. And so I was going to throw a water balloon at her. But I couldn't find any balloons. Isn't that mean? It's not mean. I thought it'd be funny. I was going to throw it at her, like, right next to her. It was going to be fun. It's nice out. It's a summer activity. I think Dublin's getting to you. That's what the devil kids do. (laughs) (laughs) And so I couldn't find a balloon, so I filled up this bag of water. And then I accidentally (laughs) left the front door open, so... Hello, welcome to the intermission of this podcast. Did you know that podcasts have intermissions? Half times, really? It's more like a quarter time. Um, Maddie just looked at me like she's disgusted at me. I needed to record this because... um, there's a whole fiasco with our delivery person, and it's so boring, so I'm cutting it out, and you will now be inserted into another part of the podcast, so enjoy. Okay, we're back! We're back! You've not been cracking jokes. Yeah, so much wasted content. That's okay. You wouldn't okay. want to hear it, guys. Anyway, all is well. Maddie and I are eating milkshakes. Can and shame. Is watching us. <laughs> Shane, get a milkshake. Yeah, Shane, go get a milkshake. What are we talking about today, guys? What are we talking about? We're talking about... Saints. Saints. Shock. As if we don't have, like, three other episodes that are on as Saints. As if we, yeah, as if we don't do this every other episode. But that'd be fun if we each got, like, a random obscure saint that maybe a lot of people don't know about, and we talked about him or her. I'm going to close the window in our living room. Just in case. Um, Shane, do you want to start? Because you're the oldest. I can. You're not the oldest. That's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Most senior emotionally. In, in the <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> so, yes, I do have one. And I, I always feel to do this. So I'm going to credit my sources first. Mm. Which is, I was looking at articles by, actually, um, who is the author of this? Sorry. It was on Alatea by Brantley Milligan, and then also happened to be looking one on Mental Floss by Paul Anthony Jones. But anyways, um, the first thing I found, which I think is probably the most interesting one that I found, um, is St. Gwynefort. I don't know if you've ever heard of this saint before. I hadn't. Um, it's spelled G-U-I-N-E-F-O-R-T. And this saint is a 13th century French dog that received local veneration you're as lying, a folk saint no. miracles were attributed to him and his grave. The dog is a saint? This is not real, though. <laughs> it is real. No, real it's story. not. I will tell you the clarification at the end. Which, is it anyway, not a real story. dog or something? So this, no, he's a real, well, supposedly a real dog, but the story is that um, supposedly this dog, Greyhound, who belonged to a knight near Lyon, France, mm. um, like was watching over the knights 
child while the night was away. Um, but when the night came back, the whole house was turned over, beds flipped, child missing, but there was a dog with blood on its jaws. And so he very um, sadly decided that he had to kill this dog because it had killed his child. Um, but then afterwards, when he returned back to his Wait, shack pause. or whatever, he, he heard a child crying and found it underneath the overturned mattress. Oh. And then next to the dog was was a like a, a killed viper. Like the, So it, it turned out that the dog was protecting this child and killed the viper. Okay, so I have two questions. According to Wikipedia, um, the family realized their mistake, so they decided to drop the dog down a well. Cover it with stones and plant trees around it, which what? sounds like well, the first presented bad, but it was to set up a shrine for the dog. And now, supposedly, um, people who had visited this shrine had reported healings of their own infants. Um, and so it's like it's like a folk veneration of this dog's gravesite. Um, Did you say but... that the dog was put in charge of watching? The yeah, that's what I was Is that what you said at the beginning? <laughs> I did, and that if that shocks you, did you know that in the United States, for a good while, you were allowed to ship your baby through the mail if it was a short enough distance? <laughs> this was the Why? Why did you just bring that up? Because talk about weird people who put in charge of your children. Why don't you drop off your baby at the post office and be like, yeah, send them to my, my summer home. I'm going there on the train today. Yeah. So there's just a lot of animals in this story? So to TLDR is that the guy came home, thought the dog killed the baby. Turns out the dog had killed the snake that was going to kill the baby. Yeah. But they killed the dog on accident because just, of that. Oh, and they so still now, killed the dog. I thought they put a live dog down the well. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was what we're going it. to do as your reward. <laughs> they, they put Throw it down the well down to well. revere it. Which still is odd to me. I don't think I'd put a dog down a well, but they put it down the well to create a shrine for it by then planting trees around the well. But don't you need that water? That's my thought. It's like, they must have never used the well again. But, like, I guess I thought it was a holy, holy hound. Oh, um, wait. But this is the, not the a real saint, Shane. This, this, this cult around the dog has never been officially recognized by the Catholic okay. Church. Okay, yeah. Though it persisted until the 1930s. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> so what's your what's your human saint? <laughs> and do you think dogs go to heaven? <laughs> That's a tough one. All dogs. Go you, to is that a loaded question, or like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> well, there's a right and wrong answer, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, like philosophically, the answer has always usually been no, but or not not in the same sense as humans do, um, but but there's I, in the same way, like animals don't necessarily have original sin like humans would, so. You could so, argue that they may be perfected in a way that we are. So they go but... into limbo. Yeah, something like that. So but... Shane thinks dogs go to heaven. No, he thinks dogs go to limbo. <laughs> <laughs> All dogs go to limbo. So this is a dog. I just want to reiterate that. Yeah. I have... <laughs> oh, no. Wait. Wait, say that again. What? Say that again. It distorted your voice. Oh, I said I have another dog, or another saint who is a human, but um, I can let you guys go next if you'd like to. No, tell us no, a real tell saint. Us a human. So the other one I have is Saint Giles. Um, apparently, was born in Athens, um, but died in France, and yet he's somehow 
like the namesake or patron saint of Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Um, okay. There's a cathedral there named after him. But anyways, um, the story is that he was the son of King Theodore and Queen Pelagia of Athens, which might be an embellishment, they say. Um, let's see here. Where is it? He eventually... Sorry, there was some sort of incident. It didn't quite say what it is here, but he eventually withdrew into a forest near Nîmes in France um, where he spent his days in solitude where his sole companion apparently was a deer, a red deer, who in some stories sustained him on its own milk. And so this, this, this saint lived on a diet of veggies and his companion deer milk. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that was eventually found out by some, some of the, the hunters of, of the King of France or something of the sort um, who had pursued him and then shot an arrow at the deer um, instead of the saint. Um, but anyways, I just thought it was funny that there's this saint who, in all the depictions of him, it's like him <laughs> hanging out with a deer, <laughs> with He's... an arrow into the deer or something. But Isn't anyways. he the patron saint of breastfeeding? Exactly, yes. Mm. Thank you. What? <laughs> He is. Oh, why? Breast, breast, <laughs> breast, 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 breast. <laughs> mental illness. <laughs> Apparently, sterility. Um. Wait, is he's the patron saint of mental illness and breastfeeding? Yeah. A, and sterility. Go. Oh, sterility. Okay. All three. All of them. Well, Whoa. that was fun. <laughs> why did you choose those saints, Shane? Yes, when you told me to prepare for this podcast you said tell us a story about a saying we haven't heard and that's, so that's why you chose the them okay. sorry and that's What's why that? you chose them or you googled or what how'd you find them i i did search them i wanted i i had heard of um saints who were less commonly i heard of before but i wanted a new one because i've mentioned to you saint drogo in the past the patron saint of ugly people um and people with deformity but i didn't want to do him again okay Cool. Well, what okay. was what was the human's name? What was it? Saint Giles. Giles. Cool. Wait, what year was that? He was from the around late six hundreds to early seven hundreds. Oh, okay. I keep a while ago. Super dear. Okay. <laughs> um, Maddie, what is what is your saint? Saint Julian the Hospitaller. Hospitaller. Yes. Hospitaller. Have either of you heard of him? Well, no. I. I know the name, yeah. I, I always thought it was... Too. I couldn't pronounce that word either, so I'm glad you tried it before me. Hospitaller. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to read you this thing called the Golden Legend, which all the Catholic sites say is doubtful, but it's a fun legend. It's called the, the Golden Legend uh-huh. of St. Julian, the Hospitaller. On the night Julian was born... Oh, also we don't know where or um, when he was born, but somewhere in Europe... <laughs> And a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Um, far, far. A long time ago. <laughs> on yeah. the night Julian was born, his father, a man of noble blood, saw pagan witches secretly lay a curse on the boy that would make him kill both his parents. His father wanted to get rid of the child, but his mother did not let him do so. As the boy grew into a handsome young man, his mother would often burst into tears because of the sin her son was destined to commit. When he finally found out the reason for her tears, he swore... <laughs> He would never commit such a sin, and with great belief in Christ, went off full of courage, as far away from his parents as he could. Some versions say that it was his mother who told him at the age of ten, while others say it was a stag he met in the forest while hunting. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, they're more or less the same story. (laughs) (laughs) After 50 days of walking, he finally reached Galicia, where he married a good woman said to be a wealthy widow. 20 years later, his parents decided to go look for their now 30-year-old son. When they arrived, they visited the altar of St. James, and as soon as they came out of the church, they met a woman sitting on a chair outside, whom the pilgrims greeted and asked for Jesus' love, whether she would host them for the night as they were tired. She let them in and told them that, that her husband, Julian, was out hunting. This is why he is also known as the patron of hunters. The mother and father were overjoyed to have found their son, and as was Julian's wife. She took care of them well and had them rest in her and Julian's bed. But the enemy went off seeking Julian and told him, I have sour news for you. While you are here hunting, your wife is in bed, embracing another man. There they are right now, still sleeping. And Julian felt deep sadness and his face drew into a frown. He rode back home, went to his bed, and found a man and a woman sleeping in it. He drew his sword and killed them both. He was about to take off and never set foot in that land, but as he was leaving, he saw his wife sitting among the other women. She told him, there are your mother and father resting in your room. And so Julian knew and fell into a rage. The shrewd enemy lied to me when he said my wife was betraying me. And while kissing their wounds, he cried, better had I never been born, for I am cursed in soul and body. And his good wife comforted him and said, have faith in Christ Almighty, a stream of life and mercy. They had no children. Gold and silver, they had a lot. And after seeking redemption in Rome, Julian built seven hospitals and 25 houses. And the poor started flowing to him, to Jesus' almighty love. Anyway, so he goes on and has this really good life that I'm going to tell you guys about. Um, But then in one of the iterations of this golden legend, he and his wife are also killed sleeping in their beds. Um, Like he killed his parents, which is kind of interesting. That beginning part sounded like a Disney movie. I'm yeah. not sure which one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he is the patron saint of boatmen, carnival workers, childless people, circus workers, clowns, ferrymen, fiddlers, what? fiddle players, hospitalers, hotel keepers, hunters, innkeepers, jugglers, knights, murderers, pilgrims, shepherds, <laughs> uh, and travelers. Really covered the bases there. Yeah. yeah. Why all the but clowns I found him, and carnival workers? I don't know, but um, I looked him up, and I was on a website that was like weird patron saints. One of them was like the patron saint of murderers, um, <laughs> Saint Julian, yeah. because he killed his parents. But he didn't. Yeah, he did. Wait, I did I miss that part? I thought that was just like a. It's it's a, a legend. Oh, okay. It's a did, legend. So did he actually kill his parents? I don't. We don't know anything about him. We don't know where he lived. Okay. We don't know what country he was in. Okay. He is he a was Catholic in Europe. saint. So, um, one of the Catholic sites I was on was like, we don't know how much of the legend is true, but it's on some of the the Catholic sites, um, like Catholic dot org, um, reported in the doubtful golden legend. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Um. So. Returning after receiving absolution, he went to Rome after he killed his parents and received absolution. Mm. And then he built a bunch of hospitals. He built inns. Um, he's the patron saint of ferrymen because... Um, give me one Oh, second. ferrymen! What? He said, <laughs> Sorry, oh, ferrymen! Um, yeah, and like Catholic News Agency also has this legend um, on their page Very about him. So Very cool. Yeah, so, like, the Golden Legend is, like, doubtful, but it's, like, part of his story, and also, we don't know if he was born in Italy or France or, um, 
Okay, Julie Maddie, was so important. Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, so he established this hospital, uh, he and his wife did. And the hospital was near a river that was frequently crossed by people pr prompted to travel by the Holy Crusades. Crusades. People frequently drowned crossing this river, so Julian took responsibility of ferrying travelers across and tending to the sick. One night, the devil vandalized his house and blaming it on those he helped. Julian said that he would never house anyone else ever again. God showed up his, at his door asking for help, and he denied him. After recognizing him, he retracted his statement and decided to help all those who needed it once again. And it was thieves who broke into his house. This is on Catholic News Agency. It says, one night thieves came into their hospital and killed Julian and his wife in the same way Julian had killed his mother and father. Um, yeah, and I can't figure out why he's the patron saint of circus performers. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me because that's nowhere in his story. It could have been something like um, a circus performer prayed to him and mm. then... Um, and then eventually, yeah, all point. the circus performers did. I don't know. There's a, a bit on him on Faith and D, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, and Faith and D also has this golden legend on it. Hmm. So, apparently, it is accepted by Catholicisms. Catholicism. <laughs> and he's patron saint of lepers, I think, right? Because after. Leopards? After many years in the middle of one night, Julian heard a voice asking for help to cross the river. He found a leopard nearly leper nearly frozen <laughs> to death. Ah! Sorry. It's and not funny. Him, it's not funny. Helped him into the hospice to warm him and give him food. Seeing that the man would soon die from his exposure, Julian gave him the comfort of his own bed. Hmm. The man uh -huh. was revealed to be a messenger from God who announced that Julian's penance was over. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So that's St. Julian, the patron saint of murderers, but also a lot of other stuff. So, Yeah, I wanted to ask, Maddie, can, can you claim any special connection to Julian? Like, did he speak to you for any like past un unmentionable life occurrences, or, or is he just like a random choice? He is a random choice, and <laughs> yeah, my, my lawyers. Okay. Well, you haven't told a lot of people this, but in a past life, you were a circus performer. That's true. In high school. I was a juggler and a fiddler. Mm -hmm. I fiddled. No way. I, I juggled, juggled fiddles. <laughs> yeah. It gives a whole new meaning to that um, that book that you were reading to me. <laughs> the Juggler of God, right? Oh, The Clown of God by Tommy Clown DeVille. of God. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about all of you should. <laughs> a, all of you should read that. It's really good. It is a good book. Clown of God by Tommy DePaula. That's right. You can jot that down. Catherine. Um, my saint I'm going to talk about is Saint Philomena, which I and we have her holy card in our office. Maddie pulled it out the other day. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But I didn't know if you guys knew the story, so here we go. Um, she lived a long time ago. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page trying to I find it. Yeah, Maddie is too, because she's sitting right next to me. But I believe it was around... Oh, yeah. So she was born in 291, died in 304. So a while ago. Um, and so she was the daughter of the ki a king in Greece. And so that king and queen converted to Christianity. Hence, she did too. 
Um, and she took a vow to be a consecrated virgin. And so she's like living her life. And then um, the emperor Diocletian threatened to make war with her father. So her father and her and her mom, they all went to Rome to try to make peace with him. And then the emperor like fell in love with her. Okay, just as like a gross person and wanted her. And she was like, no, dad, like, I'm a consecrated virgin, virgin, I'm not going to do that. And so then she was subjected to a series of torments. So they tried to kill her first. They tried to scourge her. Um, and two angels came and cured her. And then they tried to drown her. So they tied an anchor around her neck and threw her overboard. But two angels cut the rope and raised her to the riverbank. And then they tried to shoot arrows at her. Um, And it says on the first time, her wounds were healed. And then on the second time, when they shot the arrows, the arrows, like, turned around and went back and actually shot the people who were shooting the arrows. Wow. Um, And, yeah, so they just kept trying to kill her. And And actually, in this story, it says that some of the archers... Um, became Christians after seeing all these times she was saved. And then eventually the emperor just uh, had her decapitated. Mm. And so then she died after that. But no one knew about her for a very long time. And it wasn't until the mid-1800s they were going through some of the catacombs in Rome, or right outside of Rome. Mm. And they found her, her tomb, and it said on it, um, what did it say on it? They didn't know it was her. They knew, they knew from, like, the bones that it was a young girl. And uh-huh. it said... Oh, this one says it said, Peace with you, Philomena, in Latin, I guess. But basically, they're like, okay, we have this young martyr. Because I could tell it was a martyr because she had some palm branch things, like drawn on her tomb which we know uh-huh. from Liz Love that means you're a martyr right yeah yeah and then there also was an anchor drawn on there and some arrows so they're like okay this is probably a martyr but we don't really know anything about her um long long there's like a whole story I read it on the website and I'm not gonna repeat it here but there's a long story um and they eventually moved her relics to a town right outside of Naples in Italy um and they venerated her bones there, but they still weren't sure, like, exactly who this saint was. They knew it was Philomena, like, because it said light on her tomb. And uh-huh. so how they found out her story was she appeared to three people in three different parts of the world. And so these people came back with the exact same stories. And basically it was, like, just fact-checked. And they're like, yeah, it seems legit, you know? Like, all these people have the same story and... It's pretty dope. She's um, really a BA because she's just, like, kind of sassy. And um, (laughs) I first discovered her when I was in South Dakota, Salem, South Dakota. And I walked into this church, and they had this big, um, like, shrine to her. And I was like, who the heck is this girl? But she's really cool. I went to her, that place outside of Naples when I lived in Rome. Um... But I was, like, super annoyed because I went on All Saints Day, and it was kind of sketch. I went by myself, and then I showed up at the church, and it was closed. Aww. And I was really sad. So I gotta go back when it's open. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's Saint Philomena. She's cool. That's really cool. It, it, it's almost like a a next level version of Saint Saint Cecilia or Cecilia. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's like yeah. they just like can't kill her. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. But, and then she was young too, just like Saint Cecilia. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. Well. Wow. Well. Anything else we want to talk about? There's like nothing happening anymore because everything is closed. Everything is everything closed. Everything is closed. Um, Aww. What do we have going on? We have two more Tezes. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, please do it. I bet you anyone who's listening to this already did that. Already is. Because we know everyone who listens to this. Yeah. Um, um, Maddie's going home for the summer in two weeks. In two weeks. And I'm kind of going to lose my mind. It's okay. And then... Um, I'm going to film a bunch of things of myself. Just like saying stupid stuff. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Maddie and I have been in this intense quarantine together. And it's just kind of crazy. It's gone uh-huh. so fast, yet so slow. March went really slowly, and then April and May have gone really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. May especially. May was like three days. Yeah. May was three days long. <laughs> three days. Yeah, pal. Okay. No, March was so It is kind of so sad, because I love summer so much, and I, I always kind of like want to suck it up as much of it as possible, but you're right. It's like... We have to, it kind of flies by because you're not really able to take advantage of it. You know what I mean? No. Um, I'm now nearing my getting my stitches out for my surgery on Friday, Ew. and hopefully I can walk more after that. But still, mm. are you just on crutches right now? I actually started walking yesterday, so I oh. I can hobble around, but I but I'll be like more smooth once the stitches are out. Yeah, oh, it'll be good. You had surgery on your knee, just so the people know. Yeah. A couple people have been like, what happened to Shane? Is he okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, I asked if they would let me keep the wedge when I went back in. And they said that policy wouldn't allow me to as much as they would want to give it to me. Because it has, like, prions on it. You got to be careful with those. Ew. That's like when I got my wisdom teeth out afterwards. Mm -hmm. When I was still, like, drugged up. I wasn't saying stupid things. I just, like, cried the whole time. My mom was like, Stop. (laughs) And then I was like, where, where are the teeth? Like, I want the teeth. And she's like, no, they didn't. You can't keep them. No. And I started crying mm. even more because I was like, I want the teeth. They're yeah. mine. Let's all say something funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the other week, Shane, I walked into the office, or Maddie and I walked into the office, and uh-huh. Father Bill was on the phone. But I didn't, like, 100% register that he was on the phone. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think I thought he was just like watching something on his computer, and he laughed, and I started mocking him. And I would, he laughed, and I'd go, ha, 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 ha. and then he did it again, and I did it again, and even louder. Really I was like, "What is wrong with you?" What did he do? How getting did he louder and louder, going, ha, 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 ha. He came he out ran. after. He's like, "What the heck?" I was on the <laughs> phone with what. The phone. It was so oh, funny. Oh, Catherine, no, it wasn't just laughing at Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I thought he was. It was so funny, though. That's bad. I would do I, it again. I remembered one funny thing I can say. I don't think I got a chance to reveal it yet. I only revealed it to you guys privately. <laughs> what? Um, 
So I had wanted to say this on a podcast. We didn't record one together oh, since, yeah. like you said, Lent. But as a follow-up to our listeners. Um, oh, oh, Maddie just whispered to me. Yes, right. everyone get excited. Right. Yeah, okay, so hear this out, friends. You may remember a few, well, now many episodes back that I was I was unsure who my my godfather is. And I, I, I couldn't remember. I didn't know real recollection of, of that person naming themselves as such even if i knew them like it might have been someone i knew and i just didn't realize they're my godfather but um so Catherine and maddie's asked me to figure it out and when i got home i asked my mom she didn't know either <laughs> so we kept doing some more research and we finally found out that the person who we had suspected to be was my brother's godfather and my godfather turned out to be none other than my bloodless uncle <laughs> my <laughs> My dad's <laughs> sister's husband. I like it, but he's been very cute. But it's like, top. it all comes full circle, people. The bloodless uncle term has a purpose, and I was destined to create it. Because, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it was meant to be. Your bloodless uncle is your godfather. That's correct. It feels like we're in a movie, and so you were foreshadowing that on purpose. I know, it just worked out so perfectly. <laughs> Completely unrelated. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. Uh, yep. You, you're welcome, everybody. Smiling. This is now a mystery podcast, and we're going to start our next mystery next week yeah. on on the origin of Catherine's skin tone. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows what <laughs> Is she Brazilian? Is. We're not sure. <laughs> I got... Did I tell you in the church the other day, We were. I was closing, and a lady came up to me and goes... I just need to know where you're from. Are you Brazilian? And I was like, no. I said I was from California, which doesn't really mean anything. And she's like, oh, okay. Anyway, it was funny. I was like, why do I always get Brazilian? I think it's very funny, yeah. Okay, well, I think we should do one more podcast next week, and it would yeah. be our farewell podcast, which is sad. Be fun. Because this has been really fun. So, I don't know, comment down below or email us, but you want want our final podcast, maybe we'll listen to it and hear your suggestion. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Send us a voice recording and we'll put you on the podcast. Yeah. So we're going to get this (laughs) up by Thursday. We should have people like submit things because we never did like a like let's pull the audience they tell us what to do episode. That would be funny. If you have any like last requests for the last time we're together. Like, send us what you want us to do. You want us to act something out? You want us to, no, like... we have people send in, like, yeah. 15 to 30 second voice recordings, and we react live to them, and... I think we should do it, Let's yeah. Okay, it. we need to... F- we'll we need a list of the people who yeah. actually listen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll, put the, we'll have to get the word out there, and we have to get this podcast out before this. By Thursday. So, hey, it's gonna come up by Thursday, I promise. Maybe even Wednesday. Okay. I mean, don't push it. Oh. I also have to record my podcast. Oh, yeah, she does. Okay. But it'll be out by Thursday, 100%. All right. Yes. Well, it's been a blast. I'm excited for next time. Me too. Okay. Enjoy Bye. your milkshake. I'm going to turn this off. Bye. Hi. Congrats. You made it to the end of this podcast. Um, I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy that you listened to the whole thing, hopefully. Um, if you happen to listen to this between the dates of June 4th and like June 11th, 2020, you should email talkbreed at gmail.com and we are going to answer your questions slash read your jokes live on air 
for our last podcast as House of Rigid 11. Okay, thanks. Bye.